Glorious is the name of Ahura Mazda and Jehu. Hello to you from Iran or Persia and thank you for being with the Persian Magi. Today we are going to tell you how Alexander the Great produced the monotheistic Jewism. Don't forget to push the subscribe button and like our program. Thank you. We said before that the initial five books of the present-day Old Testament was written sometime around 450 before Christ. This Torah appreciated the founder of the Persian Empire, Cyrus the Great, to the highest degree, but Torah was against the remaining kings of the Achaemenid dynasty because they were Hamans. We talked that Hachamaneshi is a Hebrew word. Ha means they, and uh, this Haman is in fact Shaman. Shaman means the people of Sham. This Sham is the same as Canaan or Levant, and nowadays they are called Semites, but the people of Sham are Shamans, and these Shamans had created the Achaemenid Empire. Uh, Torah calls them Hamans and is against them. Ezra and Nehemiah took the initial books of Torah uh, with them to the Jerusalem in order to impose monotheistic Judaism to the pagans of Sham or Semites but they were not successful, uh, despite uh, Torah says that they had occupied the temple, but the second temple, which was built from the time of Cyrus the Great and uh, was there in Jerusalem until 70 after Christ, the temple was almost always a pagan temple. During the whole period of the Achaemenid dynasty of the Persian Empire, they kept attacking Greece and finally managed to subdue it with the help of the Spartans. The only territory remaining out of the lands of the Magi or the Shamans, I mean the present-day Semites, was the Macedonia. This Macedonian king, 120 years later, was Alexander the Great. The monotheistic Jewism started negotiating with him, and he attacked Persia. Alexander the Great. Great is a code name throughout the history. Whenever somebody is called Great, it means he, as a king, has done great services to the monotheists or to the Christianity. Cyrus the Great is great because he released the sons of Israel from captivity. Alexander the Great is great because he promoted the monotheistic 
Jewism. Herod the Great, he is great because he was the first monotheistic king of Judea appointed by the Romans and his son killed Jesus Christ and John the Baptist. Later on we see that Constantine, the emperor of Rome, is great because at his time he accepted Christianity as the religion of the Roman Empire. And again, later on, we have the Peter the Great, the Tsar of Russia, because he done those reforms in the Orthodox religion of Russia. So behold, we have another great entering the history, and this is Alexander the Great. He attacked Persia, destroyed all fireplaces. His soldiers stole all golds under the sacred fireplaces of ancient Persia. They destroyed all cities and libraries. But what they did to Jerusalem, they didn't attack. The only thing they did, they removed the pagans from power and delivered the temple to the monotheistic Jews. Alexander died very soon when he was only 36 at 323 BC and he divided the Persian territory among his four Macedonian commanders and they brought along the Hellenistic culture. This Hellenistic culture was a polytheistic culture but we know that uh, the Macedonians, especially the Alexander the Great, didn't believe in monotheism. In fact, his tutor was Aristotle. Aristotle, not believing in polytheism, he believed in kind of demiurge, kind of one and only God who had created the universe. Uh, this Demiurge is, in fact, the cornerstone of monotheism. In the other hand, we have the newborn monotheistic Jews who are following the first Pentateuch of Torah. The Torah was there from the last 120 years before that time, but they couldn't implement it. They couldn't impose it to the Semites, who were the pagans, and the temple was pagan. This Hellenistic culture, when they came to Jerusalem, they decided that they can take Zeus as the one and only God. Therefore, this is an agreement point between three parties, which happens in Jerusalem. First of all, there is Alexander the Great, with his touts sourcing from Aristotle and his one and only Demiurge. The second is the Hellenistic culture, which in Jerusalem accepted Zeus as the one and only God, male God. And then there are the newborn uh, monotheistic Jews uh, who had taken Jehovah, which is the name of the daughter devil, and had considered her as the one and only male god. What uh, Alexander did was to take 
the Temple of Jerusalem from the polytheistic shamans who were the real Semites and give it to the monotheistic Jews and turn it into the Temple of Zeus. But this period, this turning of the temple, uh, in fact, took a lot of time. In fact, it was not until 168 BC that the temple was uh, turned into a temple of Zeus by the hand of uh, the Seleucid Empire of Persia, which were commanders of Alexander. Hashmonids, the revolt of shamans. We said before that shamans are the people of Sham, and they are really, as they are known, as sorcerers and magicians. Uh, this is what they do. You shouldn't call them Semites. These people of Sham are shamans. Their root code does not go back to Sam or Sham, the son of Noah. The people of Canaan or Levant, which is Sham. They are shamans. Finally, in the year 140 BC, Antiochus IV, the emperor of the Seleucid, formally converted the temple of Jerusalem into the temple of Zeus. And he banned all the traditional rites and services of the Jews in order to eradicate the paganism of the Semitic pagans. Then he started sacrificing animals in the altar of Zeus, something that the pagans never did. The pagans never sacrificed animals for God. I mean the Semitic pagans. This made the Semitic pagans, or the shamans, as we said, to revolt against him. And this revolt is called the Maccabean Revolt. Maccab means a hammer. The Maccabean Revolt happened at this year. The modern scholarship says at that time, 140 years BC, there was a Hellenistic Jews, meaning those with the Greek culture who are monotheistic and are worshipping Zeus, uh, and there were traditionalist Jews. This sentence is not wrong, but it is with a sense of mischief, because when you say traditionalist, in fact, you are removing the truth that these traditionalists have been traditional pagans. But when you say traditionalist, people will think that they are kind of monotheistic Jews. And then there have been two, the difficulty between two facts which are both monotheistic. But this is not the case. Hellenistic Jewism is the monotheistic Jewism. And traditional of that time means the shamans or pagan Jewism. Anyways, at that time, Matathias, who was from a Magi or shaman priest family, he revolted against the Hellens or the Greek, and they created a dynasty which lasted for more than a century. This dynasty was called 
هسمونین اور هشمونین دینستی Please notice this name Hashmuni. Uh, as I said, remove the Ha from the beginning because Ha is the day for the Hebrew language. What remains from that will be Shaman, Shamanian. Hashmonian is Ha Shamanian. Therefore, it means the Shaman dynasty. How is it that anywhere the Shamans take control, they call their government, their dynasty, a shaman dynasty. We said that in the case of Hakamanid, it was again the same thing. Ha is the, Haman is shaman. Therefore, Hakamanishi is, are the, the shamans. Again, here in the case of Hashmuni, we have the government of shamans. Why they always, as soon as they take the government, they call it a shaman government? The answer is very simple because this land is Sham and these people are shamans and Torah has deliberately insisted to take Canaan or Sham from shamans. That's why I'm saying that the Torah is the biggest anti-Semitic book. We shouldn't call them even Semitic because Sam is the name of the son of Noah, as Torah purportedly says. So this land is Sham, and they are shamans, and anyone who calls them Semites is not free from a sense of anti-Semitism. So as I'm saying, the Hashmonids created again a pagan shaman dynasty which lasted well until the 37 BC. By that time, which was close to the birth of Jesus Christ, the Hellens or Greece had no power anymore. And by that time, the Roman Empire had taken control some 63 years before Christ. The great Roman commander Pompey took control of Jerusalem. Later on, since they were monotheistic too, they appointed a Hellenistic governor and later on they appointed Herod as the king of the Jews. From 40 or 37 years before Christ, Judea became a vassal state of Rome and uh, or a province of Rome. After Julius Caesar appointed this Herod as the king of this province, as the vassal of Rome, as the Senate of the Roman Empire had approved. We will see that this Herod is called Herod Great in the history, and this epithet Great indicates that he has done lots of services to the monotheists or to the Christians. Thank you for watching and don't forget to subscribe to our program and like it.